0: we're both wearing black today it's wednesday december 6th it's the funeral of our mental health probably i was gonna say the funeral of our programs but we can't pronounce your program dead your program could come back we can pronounce my program dead it is what it is carter elliott's here this is the sleepers podcast this is out later than normal because we need a little space we were up till one in the morning Things got contentious on a couple of our recaps last night. It is what it is. That's what's going to happen this season when our teams lose. Still got the work done. Still got the recaps out. Hopefully you're enjoying those. Go watch those on the channel. And uh, forgive us for anything horrible that we said to either each other or about your teams and players. But we're back today for uh, another episode of this podcast. Monday through Friday, you'll get a new episode of the Sleepers Podcast. Cardi, are you feeling any better after a, a night's sleep?
1: Um... I feel better uh, from a personal level. Do I feel better about my basketball team and the state of the program? Absolutely not. That's how I feel too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like like to apologize
0: to you. I was contentious to you last night. That's that's on me. We'll address that topic later.
1: It's honestly, it's it is what it is. I mean, when I gotta when I gotta watch a certain center start for my program year after year, and a point guard that has you know glizzy nil deals tank my program it's gonna eventually take a toll on a man eventually and when you have to watch your point guard miss free throws to win games against team games you should win it's gonna hurt you too so it is what it is we're not gonna apologize for caring i think that's what kind of makes sleepers good is that we actually do care i would like to apologize to your snake doodle cookies though they caught a stray that was very undeserved for me last night I honestly, I, I, I'll have to watch it back last night. It really seems like a blur that all those, all the recasting episodes. I was just in a, a haze. Yeah, there was
0: no other way to do it, but like, I don't know. But when we, when things got really heated in the Tyson Walker element, it's because in the background I'm watching Doug McDaniel choke my game away, and like I'm pissed off that we're recording a Michigan State recap while I'm in hell trying to get through the trenches. And I took that out on you. I took that out on Tyson. Uh, anyways, we're going to have a rational conversation about what we tried to talk about last night. And uh, for for those that do follow the channel, hopefully people are still pulling some enjoyment out of this. I would like you to just maybe realize maybe this can be a collective community moment. Um, we do think our analysis is very good. Like, we do think that. But when we have to record 10 minutes after one of our teams loses it will be emotional sometimes there is a mix of emotion and uh rational analysis from us i like to think we can do both at the same time if that's not your cup of tea there's certainly other places you can go Get more analytical approaches from people a little more level-headed than us. But uh, I think part of the beauty of our channel is we're going to show the emotion as it happens in real time. And then the nice thing is uh, on a night like last night, we can come back to some of the same topics the next day and maybe talk about them with a clearer head. So that's what we're going to do today. We have a, a Tyson Walker slash whole Michigan state team topic. I want to talk about Purdue and Illinois and do they belong in the same conversation. And then Rutgers is about to get Dylan Harper. So there's your three topics for today. But 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 first, Cart, uh, why don't you kick us off with a YouTube comment of the day?
1: A lot of YouTube comments. Um, I'll take this one from Carl W. and said, could you break out the I don't want to do this anymore song into a separate video? We Illinois fans want to put that on loop to celebrate our parties and see you and that Michigan and Michigan State are rock bottom in the Big Ten right now. Maybe you could do that video just for us. How it ain't worth to go to see you. You know you see a good team and the number one team in the Big Ten, Illini When your Wolverines and Spartans are number thirteen and number fourteen in the Big Ten by ESPN's default sorting order. Hmm. Hmm. We could clip that if you want. Did that you clip. listen back to our song portion? How I did, it sound?
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, bad.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, bad. We we could definitely put out like a sleepers album though. And uh, it would just be us singing sad songs. I like that as a trope. Like when both our teams lose the same night, we have to sing
1: a sad song. Okay, we can do that. Honestly, next year, can we plan on releasing a Christmas album? Like the Jason Kelsey thing? Yeah,
0: that'd, yeah. that'd be pretty good. I feel like if people heard me hit the little, well, I, I, that little Christmas note there, people would be a little surprised
1: if I put the effort into that, what I'm capable of. Yeah, that'd be great. And I can do, like, well, I can't really sing, but I'll, like, be passionate. I feel like you'd be
0: really good at, like, snapping.
1: I'm pretty good at snapping. You know, I met someone the other day who snaps with their thumb and their pinky. That's crazy. Yeah, wild, right? Yeah, that's unorthodox. Um, I respect it almost. All right.
0: Uh, Glad Illinois fans are getting something out of our misery, though. That makes it all worth it. Hey, let's move to the Discord where, uh, as expected, there was a lot of activity in the Discord last night. We were up to like 2.30 in the morning with uh, some passionate discussion in the game threads in the Discord. A couple new people joined again in the Discord as well. That's great to see. What are we, like 13 people away from 100 at this point? Uh, honestly, I think we were closer than that. It might be like 11. I think we're very close to hitting 100 people in the paid Discord. And when we get to 100, we're doing a Power Hour episode, which honestly is much needed. We need that to happen before Christmas. So please get in the Discord if you're considering it. And uh, shout out to Ryan the Lion, who did DM me and told me he was doing some recruiting for us. Um, He sent some DMs to people that were unpaid and literally convinced someone who was like, yeah, I don't want to pay $10 for this. And Ryan was like, I didn't either. I'm a broke college student, but it's worth it. So Ryan Lyon, thank you. And uh, we appreciate it, my friend. We know it's not easy to spend money on anything when you're a college kid. And the fact that you're putting that with us means a lot. Anyways, comments from the Discord. We have a ton of them. I'll try to sift through these. Jesse, the lost baby boiler. One of our new members says, are you guys hell bent that the number four spot is actually the issue for Purdue, even though Edie by sheer gravity sucks up those points, rebounds, fouls, or is it the day-to-day inconsistency from the one through three spots with their inability to collectively efficiently get their points without
1: turning the ball over or shooting subpar percentages? So this is a very nuanced question that I think could have like, honestly, it's whole episode slash segment. But I'll break it down into one part and comment just on one portion of it. I think the focus on the four position for Purdue would be the things it would do to open up things for Ed. Even if the person guarding the four had a second thought that that four could be dangerous either from outside or doing things, like I, I always bring it back to this. The fact that Yukon has Alex Caravan as their four man is the most ideal thing in the world for. For a player like Donovan Klingon, for a player like Ryan Kalkbrenner, having Isaac Trout at the four or Mason Miller at the four is incremental to their success. Edie's going to do what he does because he's that dominant of a player. But I do think it would make things easier on him if he could have some of that production come from the four and the people guarding the four position had to have a second thought when guarding that position.
0: Yeah, and I think that applies to the guards, too. Like, we we don't expect production from the four spot. We want someone in the four spot that makes it easier for the key spots to produce. And when Trey Kaufman-Wren is on the floor, or even honestly, no offense, but I think when Caleb First is on the floor with Zach Eady. I think it's a disaster compared to when Mason Gillis is on the floor. And I think that makes it easier on Braden Smith. It makes it easier on Fletcher Lawyer, Lance Jones, everybody on the Purdue team. And I'd like to see it much more in a full-time capacity than a, a part-time capacity. Travis Nelson says MSU Hoops is the Iowa football of Big Ten basketball, the Big Ten West champs.
1: Uh, They win, so we can't relate. Hmm. You'll be fine.
0: The seasonal seasonal get where it needs to go. It'll be fine. Tristan Freeman says, what's more likely to win the – or no, sorry, who's more likely to make the NCAA tournament now, Butler,
1: Villanova, or Xavier? Ooh. I would – I'd still say – I don't – shit, I don't know. Because you look at – like, immediately Nova came to my mind. But, like, you look at that resume. They have losses to Penn and losses to St. Joe's at home uh shit i don't know i i probably is it bad to say I, actually no no i know where i'm going I'll, I'll i'll stick with xavier i'm not gonna get there with butler i think it's villanova i think the answer is villanova you, you think it's Villanova, even with yeah. the the bad losses just because of the team uh, xavier has bad losses too butler hasn't
0: beaten anybody um i think i mean villanova won the battle for atlantis two weeks ago yeah like that's, true it's a good basketball team they just need to get back to it um Coy just wants us to acknowledge he says Terrence Shannon Jr., best two-way player in the country. He was really good last night.
1: He is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Guy says, How good is Illinois if we give them Jamarcus Lawrence?
1: Uh, probably the same, to be honest with you. They have Jamarcus Lawrence at home. His name's Justin Harmon. <laughs> No comment there. Jesse, the Lost Baby Boiler, says there's been
0: many years Michigan State starts the year with a few early losses because they play a tough preseason schedule. They always write the shit before the tourney. This year seems to feel different. Is Coach Izzo losing his connection with his guys?
1: See, I don't think he's losing his connection with his guys. Like, I, I, I don't think that he's disconnected from these guys. I just think these guys aren't it. So like if if that falls in the disconnection portion, then maybe to me that doesn't fall in the disconnection portion. I just think that you look at back at that class of twenty two recruiting class, it was it was a is a disaster and a failure.
0: Yeah, and then it's not just that recruiting class, but it's the following like portal classes that don't exist. Like there have been multiple ways he could upgrade this roster and the only real tangible way he has done. So since adding Tyson Walker, which was a huge ad, right? He had Joey Hauser and Tyson Walker added from the portal since that moment, the only real tangible way he's upgraded. The roster was with this year's recruiting class and he's not playing those guys. So, Mm Um, I don't know what you do with that. It's just, it's a tough spot, but yeah, I don't I don't see it as like a lack of connection. I see it as a lack of talent, which I said last night. Uh, Dan to F and man says, I know Michigan State has a lot of issues, but I want to ask about leadership specifically. It's clear A.J. Hogart isn't going to consistently lead at this point. Do you think Tyson Walker or Jaden Akins have leadership capabilities and are just taking a backseat to A.J.? If so, do you think that could be a main reason why Jaden
1: looks more hesitant than aggressive this season?
0: It's an interesting question
1: yeah I I just don't think those guys are necessarily like leadership type guys um and I'll say it like this for some unfortunately as Michigan State fans we are somewhat like hogtied or chained to the idea that we have to have like this fearless leader who is just like a leader of man and leader of teams and you know we're spoiled with some really great leaders that have played at Michigan State in the past. Um, I don't think there's anyone on this team that has that type of DNA or makeup. I think that Tyson is a leader in some sense. I think that Tyson leads by example. Um, I think that Tyson uh, is in moments of need. I think we lean on him and he responds for the most part. Um, But outside of that, I just don't think that Jaden is either vocal and or a leader in any way. And, I don't think AJ is either. And a a big part of leadership to me is that when you look to a guy, you you see that that guy like got better. Like the leaders that I played with, you never had to worry about those guys getting better. Shout out to Z. Her, one of the best leaders I played with, actually. He led by example because like he worked his ass off every single summer and he was in the gym and he did all this stuff while also being the king of el at the same time but the work always came first and everyone on the team saw that and respected that shit i don't think there's players on this team that are looking to like aj and honestly respect him as a player and a leader because why would you
0: um yeah i think it's really complicated it's hard to say without being in the room on a lot of this i my read at least as far as the backcourt guys are concerned i think aj hogard is a fake leader like it, when things go well he's a leader when things go poorly he's not a leader he's more of a me guy than anything else and that that's tough tyson walker is a leader to me um i view him as a guy like Hart said he leads by example but it's hard to lead when you are next to aj hogard who usually has the ball in his hands and now like i honestly just aj's regression has thrown everything off course so much because Like, nobody knows what they're supposed to do role-wise anymore, and Tyson's trying to take more of it on, and it's just – it's disastrous for the team. And Jaden – I haven't seen anything from Jaden to think he has leadership qualities, but also, to be fair, he's never been asked to lead on a team that has A.J. Hogard, who's a year older than him, and Tyson Walker, who's two years older than him. So, like – So much of Jaden is still, what would he be in a different situation? We have no idea. We know that Jaden has hit a wall in his current situation. And that's sad. Um, I don't, I I think it's Jaden's fault. Like I think a lot of that's on him, but I I don't want to say he's incapable without seeing him given an opportunity to do it. So tough, tough situation. Still feel like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. And uh, as far as this year's team goes, like, I do think Tyson has the capabilities of like team, put the team on his back and drag them where they need to go. But I think he's already doing that. And it's just tough. It's very, very tough on him. Uh, Matt F left a really long, well thought out comment here. Um, He literally followed it up with a comment that says, you don't need to read all of this. I just need to get it out there, but I want to pull one sentence out of this and uh, see what you think. He says, we have an eight-game sample size with Michigan State. Clearly, something needs to change. This isn't working. Here's my attempt to do what I would do if I was the coach. Bench WAP start fears. Would you do that at this point? Yes. Um, I don't I just don't think you can do that.
1: Like Can you do it to send a message?
0: Yeah, but I feel like he already pulled that card with AJ, and then we saw like it's gonna always come back to AJ one game later, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: And honestly AJ was productive last night. I know the plus minus was horrendous and he was bad defensively, but like I, AJ was the second best player on this team last night despite being bad
1: um <laughs> oh, because of a 3 minute stretch, honestly though.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's like where where was the 3 minute stretch from Jaden or from any Yeah,
1: yeah right? like it's true. just it's it's
0: hard. It's hard right now. It's really really hard. Yeah. Um and also, like, I feel like going full in on fears would be saying, like, okay, we're playing for the future, which is a will not do with this roster. And shouldn't do with this roster, quite frankly. Um, scrolling down, we have a lot of people that responded to uh, to Matt's comment there. Um, Malik Perry says... <laughs> At Sleepers Media, I should say at fake daredevil. I think that's a shot at you. He says, are we a bad team? If yes, then don't watch any more games. We aren't a team that can blow good teams out. We can win against good teams if we play good. Yes, we can play
1: good. I want people to listen and listen extremely well and turn up your headphones, turn up your car volume, turn up your laptop volume, whatever you're listening to on this right now and understand this. I am going to watch Michigan State Athletics. I'm going to watch Michigan State basketball. That is my team. For better or for worse, I'm going to fire that shit up every single night that they are on. And I'm going to change my plans to watch that team. That is what it is. That's where I'm at in my life. That's how it's probably always going to be until the day that I leave this earth, unfortunately. But at the same time, you can still be critical about this team you can still be mad about this team you can still call this team a bad team i i'm calling them a bad basketball team right now but damn it come sunday at 2 p.m or whenever we fire that game up against nebraska you're gonna catch my big ass on my couch in front of my tv watching the game because that's that is what it is and if they play well i'll be the first one to come on here and say that they did play well but until then i'm gonna call a spade a spade This is a bad basketball team. Yeah. Props to you for
0: that. I think that's the right approach. I think that's what we should do. And it's not being a bad fan, being honest about your team. Uh, Ryan, the lion says my conspiracy theory, Madi Sissoko is the reincarnation of Helen Keller. Uh, I I could read the rest of this comment, but I'm not going to, do you want to quickly comment on that? No comment. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Stevie Tom 18, another one of our new members. Thank you for joining Stevie Tom. Says, maybe time will tell and I'll be totally wrong, but Miles Colvin needs to be treated the same as Will Berg this year, taking a pseudo red shirt. The athletics are nice, but outside of being a decent spot-up shooter, he's useless. He went further into detail on this. Um, I disagree with this for what it's worth. What do you say?
1: Uh, I, I, I apologize. My dog is, like, going absolutely dumb in the background. Can you say the first part of that again? He basically said Miles Colvin needs to be taking a pseudo
0: red shirt, treated like Will Berg. Outside, oh. of being, outside of being oh. a spot-up shooter, he's useless.
1: No, 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 absolutely oh. not. I, I think you need – I think, like like we said on a couple episodes ago, I think you need to find out who's going to be that 15-minute guy between him and Heidi, and they need to be in that role moving forward. And I think,
0: like, I- I'm okay with saying he's really far away from being where he needs to be right now, but one of my biggest gripes with coaches right now is, like, I feel like nobody's acknowledging that if they're not where they need to be in December, they need to get where they need to be by March and you don't get there without playing and getting experience and learning the game speed and getting better. Like to me, miles Colvin has to have a role on this team on the court for Purdue to be their maximum ceiling Mm -hmm. this season. Even if it's a small one, even if it's 10 minutes, and instead, Purdue fans are like, no, he doesn't look good in December. Let's write him off. And that's – I feel exactly the same about Michigan State's freshmen with Cohen Carr and Xavier Booker. Like, the team relies on those guys being assets to the team in March. And if they're not there now, they need to get there. And They're not going to get there by being written off and saying don't play them. So uh, at some point, like, fingers are pointed back at Matt Painter and Tom Izzo, like, get it figured out. That's how I feel uh Fino's burner says at me don't sleep on the Hoosiers I'm not sleeping on the Hoosiers anymore I hope that that uh was taken away from the recap last night a lot of our comments in the Indiana Michigan recap last night were like these guys are never willing to give Indiana credit and I feel like I gave Indiana decent credit last night you did so I, I don't know maybe they didn't listen to all of it but like I'm I'm in I think this team knows who they are and that's a top seven team in the big 10 right now
1: we we should have let you go first in the indiana video i think we let myself go first and say my indiana point and they didn't get to the point where you said indiana fans don't turn this off yet I, i don't feel the same okay
0: all right yeah i mean live and you learn uh tristan says was thinking about something duquesne has the forward who has been awful to start the season but dan brock kept starting him and playing in minutes he sucked the first 10 minutes versus irvine but last last week he kept playing ultimately he played well uh, I asked him post game, how come you haven't cut his minutes? He said that if he did, the player would know the coach didn't believe in him and it would ruin his confidence completely. All to say, for Izzo to not play Booker at all, he's basically announced he's given up on him. With a guy who already had motor motivation issues to begin with, I don't know how he'll bounce back. Will we see anything meaningful from Booker this year? Do you think that's what happened?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. It's- and even if even if that's not what happened, if I'm Xavier Booker, that's what I think. Yeah. that's what I think, because it's uh, it, it's I go back to this point. Yes. Say what you want about the motor issues, the whatever's happening in practice. That is what it is, in my opinion. It's hard for him to go out every single game and watch the front court does what it do. And him being like, damn, I can't get out there for five minutes to at least see if I can do better than this. That's crazy to me and i would take it as my coach is giving up on me or my coach isn't giving me a chance and i would not blame him no yeah
0: yeah uh i think that's the right
1: take yeah and and you oh, god damn man just like just wanna rip that scab off from last night and just pour a little more peroxide into it, it you can't coach every player the same you can't it's 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 that's the most lie that's ever been told in all of any sport especially basketball and coaches say I coach every player the exact same way no you don't you don't every player is different every player has different personalities that's part of being a really good coach is that they can handle a lot of personalities and honestly you don't gotta coddle them but at a certain point maybe you do Xavier Booker is a freshman five-star that came into this school and has not taken his warm-up off whatsoever and looks dejected Playing behind a front court that's not good. Like, what what is he supposed to think? Yeah, I mean it's tough. Which again, I, it's
0: a very complicated conversation because truly, in the limited opportunities Xavier Booker has been given, he's been very underwhelming, and there's been clear effort and motor issues. So uh, it, it's hard. Tom Izzo's never going to reward a guy that has effort and motor issues, and I, I think some of this falls on the staff to fix those issues. A lot of this falls on Booker to fix those issues, but it's clearly not a fit. It's clearly not working, and I don't know if that has to do with confidence like, or or what. If if Booker's just pissed, if he's upset with the staff, I don't know. Um, Craig Bauer says, does Booker make it through the season before he hits the portal? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, I do, too. I do.
0: Uh, boy from Illinois says, is point guard the most overrated position in basketball?
1: <laughs> is point guard the most overrated position? <laughs>
0: I mean, this is coming because Illinois looks really good without a point guard, and we spent all offseason saying how bad they need a point guard. I'll just say this. No, it's not. Uh, I think if, if this Illinois team had a good player that was a true point guard, then you're like a top five team in the country right now. You don't have that, so you're looking like a top 10 to 15 team in the country. It's still really good. You should still be wishing you had a point guard shaped player that can bring the ball up court comfortably. <laughs> they have one. Yes, they did. Um, but That's hey, the locker room's really good and they're winning games. So it is what it is. But like you can always have other things that your team doesn't have and still be good. Uh Ryan the Lion has a wholesome question here. Outside of sleepers and basketball, how are you guys doing? Just a life check-in. Any fun plans for the holidays? Love you both. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, how are you doing, Cart?
1: Uh, pretty shitty, to be honest with you. Um, is what it is. is that just your team. Anything else? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, of course, my family, my wife, my dog, and my friends keep me keep me going, wake me up in the morning. But outside of that, everything's not going as well. Hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, outside of sleepers and basketball, how am I doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, I love being a dad, love my daughter, love my wife. Family life is great. I'm really tired. I'm running on fumes. Uh, I'm not sleeping great. My eyes aren't working. Went to the eye doctor. They told me I have great vision, but I definitely don't feel like I do. So that's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of, I think most new parents just don't, don't always feel great. Even though you feel great, and that's a weird, conflicting feeling where, to figure out.
1: Where Where are you at on the Michigan point guard health scale?
0: Um, hmm. Probably like Spike
1: Albrecht. Spike Albrecht. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was like, like if the worst is like Jalen Llewellyn, Jaron Simmons, and the best is Trey Burke. I'm like a spike. Like I'm not, I'm not to Derek Walton or Doug yet. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malik Perry last comment of the day says, I told you guys, if this team is going to be good, the upperclassman needs to be good. No booker has to pop or a freshman. Yeah. I'm not delusional. I see this team better than you, Carter. And hopefully at the end of the season, we can both smile.
1: Man, I wish I, I, I appreciate Malik's mindset and I wish that I could, I could have it.
0: I love Malik too. Um, too. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for the comments. Great job today, Discord. Uh, You carried the show in a big way. Let's get to our three topics. Cart, we're on a little bit of a time crunch. Sorry. Uh, I want to start with uh, where, where I think we should start after where last night ended for us. So I want to have a rational conversation about Michigan state basketball and Tyson Walker and the roster in general. Um, the discussion of player development and did players get better at Michigan state last night at the beginning of our recap, I asked you point blank. Did anyone get better on this team? My intention was that you would answer that with an obvious, like, no, nobody did. And instead you answered with a Tyson Walker did. I got very confrontational with you. That's on me hand up. I apologize. I should not have. Uh, I have no excuse for it other than I was watching my team melt down in the process of trying to record. And uh, honestly, I just had a one track mind of like, I knew where I wanted to go with the conversation and didn't feel like pretending that Tyson Walker is not part of the conversation. Cause I think the drop in three point shooting is a massive element of why this team is struggling. Even if he's better in other areas, let me start by saying this Tyson Walker at worst is the same player he was last year. Like I, I am not, I don't think he's a worse shooter, even though the shots aren't going in, he's definitely better at finishing, finishing through contact. His two point percentage is up. He's taking more shots. He's more efficient. Like he is doing all he could possibly do. All Michigan state fans could possibly ask of him to try and will this team to victories minus some open shots going in. That that's not a worse basketball player. So that's me being overreactive and uh, confrontational. I apologize for that. With that said, I also would not say he's gotten better. I think he's the same guy as last year. So I wanted to revisit this and have a rational discussion about it, starting with Tyson Walker, now that we've both had one night's sleep in us, and then uh, expand it broader to the rest of the guys as well. Do you think that's the fair conclusion we can agree on with Tyson?
1: Yeah, I, I I think it's fair to say to come to the conclusion that I think Tyson is given the situation, the same basketball player that he was last year. Um, I, I, but also, I think when you say that, then you say he's the same basketball player as last year, but he regressed so far in three point shooting and free throw line, which I feel like we're overlooking a lot. Like currently, he's shooting like 60 something percent
0: from the free throw line. He's missed 11 free throws this year, he missed 13 all of last season. Yeah, which is, which is.
1: Which is just just crazy to me, which also takes me to a point where I think something is just a little bit like either fatigue or mentally. I mean, we've always had the conversation on this podcast about good free throw shooters and how sometimes you gotta be like, dude, just go up there and hit them. You're a good free throw shooter. And he's not doing that. Um, I think where the pushback comes from me and say what you want about this, maybe it's the fandom in me because... I watch Tyson go out there and basically try to carry this team. I maybe give him somewhat of a leeway in the fact that he's not hitting as many three-point shots or not as good from the free throw line. But when you look at it just straight on, honestly, I can't completely push back that Tyson is a is a at worst a worse player. I would just like want to come to a medium that I think that Tyson Walker is probably the same player that he was last year.
0: Yeah, I think that's a happy medium. And I think if in the moment you and I had both like quickly said the same, I think we wouldn't have gotten in the 10-minute argument we got in last night where I was a total dick to you. Um, But uh, like I understand why you're going to bat for your guy. I think like in in the moment it's okay to try and say like he's gotten better. He's scoring 20 a game. Like he's doing everything he possibly can. I just truly believe like – After two weeks of his misses, it was like he's going to start making shots. Now it's a month into the season he's not making shots. And, like, we talked about it at first, like, the shot attempts are tougher. They're not going in. Last night they weren't necessarily tougher. Like, he had open looks he wasn't hitting. And then then he went crazy in the second half, and Michigan State suddenly looked good. So, like, it's it speaks to how much pressure's on him. But I just, like, he's got to make shots. Yeah, do you think that something's, like, up? Well, I think –
1: with Jaden, the Y word, I think, applies. Like, Jaden looks clearly like he has the yips. Yeah, no, I, but I'm talking, like, Tyson, like, is he, like, not feeling good or – or so, or you think he's just – or he's just missing. Like, what we, we got to stop, like, trying to overanalyze it. He's just missing shots. I
0: think he's just missing. And I think okay. – again, I think he is as good of a shooter as he was last season, but – at a certain point, a 42% shooter can't be making 29% of his shots and have us frame him as if he improved. Like, it just, which is why, like, if, if we say he's the same guy, I'm perfectly okay with that. Cause by the way, last year, Tyson Walker was a first team all Big Ten player. He was awesome. Like, yeah. he's one of the best guards in the country. He still is that. I just have a huge, pro- like, if he starts making threes, by the way, like I said this in the Discord, but if he starts making like 36, 37% of his threes and still stays as good as he is from two-point range then we can absolutely say he got better but you can't go from one of the best shooters in the country to not that to not even making 30% of your shots and tell me this guy improved from a first team all big 10 play it's just tough same yeah. guy I'm fine with that the broader thing is like did anybody else um and do you have uh, we don't need to go guy by guy because I think we know where we stand like the answer mm-hmm. The answer is pretty much no, except for Trey Holloman, right, and maybe uh, Carson Cooper slightly. But why do you think this is the case? Do you think there's something institutionally wrong with Michigan State's ability to develop players right now, or do you think this is just
1: on the players themselves and it's the roster? Uh, is it a cop out to say both, or do I got to like pick one side? It's Not a cop out. All right. Well, because I because I think it, it, there's equal blame to go around in this case. Um, I think that player development is a huge part of college basketball, especially guys that are in a program for a certain amount of years. And I think it's always fair to expect a player that has the resources and the time and all the ability to improve their game and do better things to expect them to improve and that staff are put in place and guys are paid money to push those guys along and ensure that those guys do that. So it's equal blame to me both ways, but it is alarming the amount of players that have regressed. Um, I think you can go through any college team and it's impossible for every guy to stay the same or improve. You're always going to be able to find one guy who has regressed or not gotten good. That's the state. That's the nature of college basketball. It's the nature of college athletes. It's alarming to me that there are so many on this team. That have regressed and gotten worse in my eyes. So it's like it 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 is something that's concerning to me um, in both parties, and that's kind of why I come to the point where I'm like, you know, I I, I want to blame the staff, but at the same time, you know, I I don't know. I just kind of expect guys, I guess, to have like the wherewithal or the the drive to improve, um, especially like after after underachieving. Like your whole career, basically, like that. Like we look to the the upperclassmen in this in this uh uh in the in this team in this class. Isn't there a point where you're kind of like, damn, I'm tired of this. Like, is is this what is this the way I want to go? And honestly, then maybe they're okay with it. Like, yeah, I got my four years. I got to play. I had some good games. We made the tournament. We did that. We got to a Sweet Sixteen. It was great. I had a good time. I never had to wait in line at Fieldhouse. Everything's okay. But, like, where's the, you know, I don't know. Like, is, maybe it's not regression. Maybe it's complacency. I don't know what word you want to use. But, it, yeah, I think it is it is. It it is a concern. I would love to know.
0: I, I don't think A.J. Hogard would have said he views him as an underachiever through three years at Michigan State. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But my, my perception is A.J. Hogard thinks he's achieved a lot. Yeah, I, yeah, I I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not a lot of self awareness of where things are at, given the way he talked in the off season. Um, but yeah, I look, I had some people like in our mentions this morning tweeting me like, "You can't say these guys haven't gotten better. Look what AJ Hogart did as a freshman, and look what he is now." My issue is looking like a, a guy that's good as a junior should not be significantly worse as a senior. A guy who's good as a sophomore should not be significantly worse as a junior. And that's what has happened to A.J. Hogarth and Jay Nakins. And it makes no sense to me at all. And again, maybe it's too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, but I believe both those guys, like at their core, are, are productive basketball players. And they're giving this team nothing right now. And you're right. It's not just a Michigan State-specific thing. I want to be clear on that. Um, I think this roster is unique that like nobody seems to have taken a leap to be ready. Like if Carson Cooper was actually a starting center, that would help this team a ton. Like if Malik Hall was the guy he was in conference play his freshman year pre-injury, that would help this team a ton. If Jaden was who he was last year, it would help this team a ton. Like just collectively, none of them are. And you can point to my program, like Terrace Reed did not get better at all. If anything, he got worse in a bigger role. So this isn't Michigan state unique, but Michigan does have one guy who did get a lot better and it hasn't helped the team. They're four and five. They have a worse record than Michigan got, state,
1: but you got three guys on your team that have gotten better.
0: It's just, it's one of those things where I would like to see it. And I think you have to go back to Aaron Henry for like a Michigan state recruit who has really done that. I, Tyson obviously has gotten better, but Tyson was also a good player at Northeastern. Uh, Joey Hauser has got better at Michigan state by a lot. He was also a good player at Marquette. So like it, it's tough. Like Gabe Brown had half a season, I think, where he looked better. Uh, you would like to see more guys in this little four-year window where they've lost
1: a lot of games. That are I sharp. would I would I would kill for a Gabe Brown jump out of some of these guys. That's the thing. Yeah. Yes. Like I I I feel fair saying that. Okay, maybe Gabe Brown didn't like get astronomically better, but I think that Gabe Brown left a better player than he came in. There's going to be some players that leave Michigan State that are going to be like, as my career arc, I might have had some spikes as a junior year where I got better. But there's also a world where I leave here as I, I did not. And I did not leave this place better than I was when I came in. Yeah, leave it better than
0: you found it. That's always the goal. Tough. Uh, but yeah, let me just wrap this by saying. Have to make it unequivocally clear. Tyson Walker is not even 1% of the problem for Michigan state. That, that That is not an issue whatsoever. And if I led anyone to believe, I think Tyson is part of the problem with this team. Uh, I apologize. It was an emotional reaction. It was me being confrontational for no reason. Tyson is not the problem at all. It's everybody around him and uh, hopefully it works out. All right. Um, Topic number two today, quick one here. Dylan Harper is going to commit to Rutgers this afternoon, 4.30
1: p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's true, right? We we don't have to yeah. put this out and then look stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. We're all good. And as a Rutgers fan, this year should not even really matter to you like that, to be honest with you, because next season you're going to have Ace Bailey and you're going to have Dylan Harper, and I think life's going to be great, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm willing to, like, make that jump, that life's going to be great for Rutgers fans. Now that we've seen
0: who Gavin Griffiths is, too, like in the off we talked about, like, ooh, what could this team look like? Now that we've seen who he is, how
1: do you feel about next year's Rutgers roster? I actually feel good because I think that Rutgers players get better year through year. Mm. Okay, I can, I can, I can point to a lot of players that have come in in a Gavin Griffiths state. Honestly, I think he's ahead of the curve a little bit because I think he was. Uh, I actually think there's something there more so. But there's a lot of Rutgers players who have come into that program and left better players. Got it. Okay. what about Derek Simpson? Does he fall in that category? I'm a little little disappointed, but Derek Simpson. But it could also be another case where like he has this regression as a sophomore motivates him to actually make more of a jump going into next season. But I don't even know if the Derek Simpson jump will matter like that because you're going to have Dylan Harper and Ace Bailey. Also, what about Cliff? I think it's time for just. I think Cliff and Rutgers just need both as mutual parties just need to kind of move on. Okay. Um Do you think like like is
0: Simpson on this team next year? We love Derek Simpson. We still believe in yeah. him even with a rocky start. Like, is it like a three guard lineup next year with Simpson and I know Bailey's
1: not necessarily like a guard, but is it Bailey Harper and Simpson? Uh, I I would think so. Um. But I think a lot of that depends on, you know, Simpson's development and uh, how Simpson kind of, you know, uh, uh, comes back next year. I'm also like a real believer in Derek Simpson. Like you just said, I actually think that Derek Simpson gets right this season. Yeah, like you get like a you get like a stretch of games. Where you're like, oh, there's the Derek Simpson that we thought we're, we were going to get in the season. I truly believe that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I, things are good right now in Piscataway. Yeah, I'm excited to watch them for sure. It's going to be fun. Uh,
0: Let's do some quick superlatives on all of this. Where does Rutgers rank in next year's preseason AP poll?
1: Preseason AP? Yep. 19th.
0: Where does the Rutgers offense rank at the end of next season in Ken Palm offense efficiency? hundred. Ooh. Okay. So still, still not great. There is that a Pykele thing, or is that just like a lot of freshmen in big roles that might not be super efficient anyway.
1: A little, little conglomerate of both. A
0: little bit of both. Okay. That's a little yeah.
1: melting pot of both.
0: Uh, over under ten points a game for Derek Simpson next year. Over. Over under fourth place in the Big Ten finish next season.
1: Ooh, I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to make sure I'm not leaving out any uh, uh uh they'll over like they'll finish top 4.
0: Does Rutgers get a win in the NCAA tournament next year? Yes. Do they get two wins in the NCAA tournament next year? I'm going to lean no. I'll say one win. And same question with Campion with the offense but with the defense. Bunch of freshmen in there now. Gavin Griffiths, how how good is the Rutgers defense next
1: year? I think it's still just as good. I think Ace Bailey's a great defender, and I think Dylan Harper can be a good defender. He can be one. Okay, final question. Who's the best player on Rutgers next year?
0: Dylan Harper. Second best? Ace Bailey. Third best? Gavin Griffiths. Okay, I agree with that order for the record. Um, all right, going to be really fun to watch Rutgers. Final topic today. You have alluded to this multiple times in the last 48 hours and you look smart for doing it right now. You have Illinois in the same tier as Purdue. I want to flesh this out a little more because we've now seen the best of Illinois where they're on a neutral and they, I mean, they just, I I thought wore down Florida Atlantic. Who's one of the best teams in the country. One of my favorite teams in the country and Illinois just withstood all their punches and looked like the better, better roster. Um, are we serious when we say Illinois can win the Big Ten
1: this season? I I, I personally am serious that I think they can win the Big Ten. So what I does that they, look like? Well, I think that – okay, let, let, let's look at it um, in a microscope of just Purdue versus Illinois straight up. Like you're taking Illinois's five and you're taking Purdue's five, right? Yep. All right, so – Edie Coleman obviously you're going on Edie Coleman's no slouch, though let's not get this let's not get that twisted okay uh you're going to the three spot um Damask or Lance Jones Damask Damask okay you're going to the two spot Terrence Shannon or Fletcher Terrence Shannon okay uh you go to the four spot you're going TKR or you're going Quincy Garrier neither neither okay i'd go quincy Guerrier. i'd go if you're Uh, if you're letting me use luke goody luke goody okay then use luke goody either or because i was gonna eventually get to the bench and we can go player by player on the bench as well like which one are you taking and i get that you can't do this because that's not how basketball works but what i'm saying is it's a lot more even than i think people are leading on to be even as dominant as as um edy is in this game and i think a player like ty rogers could give a player like Braden smith a little bit of trouble with his physicality and size not saying he's going to win anything on the offensive end but defensively i think he can make things very tough on Braden. so i, I just think that this illinois team is they got a lot they honestly they got a lot of guys they got a lot of guys and they got a lot of guys that know their role and they have a first team all-american terrence shannon jr so just like Purdue has a national player of the year in Zach Eady, on the other side you still got a first team All American in Illinois, and then you go through like the Big Ten schedule too. Like I'm going Big Ten team by Big Ten team, and I'm just like Illinois is beating that team. Illinois is beating that team, just like Purdue's beating that team. Purdue's beating that team. So it's just to me, those two teams are the cream of the crop. Those are the contenders. I still give the edge to Purdue, but there is a team that is competing with Purdue. I think for that banner, and I think it's Illinois.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm fine with saying they're competing for it. Like I, I think last night I said, I would define it as like the champion and the contender. Like yeah. I, I Illinois is the only team in the conference that is truly contending for the big 10 title. I also think Illinois has a very good chance of beating Purdue when they play head to head. Um, for all the reasons you just said they're deeper. I think they have like a hunger to them as a program right now that it, it bodes really well. I think they're one of the best defenses in the country and Purdue has issues when they play against physical teams that are elite on defense and it becomes a half court game late in games. Um With that said, like just match up if they're playing each other. I do think Edie is a problem for Illinois because Terrence Shannon, I don't think can like just get everything he wants downhill at the rim. When Zach Edie's on the court. And I think that's that is so critical to Terrence Shannon being unstoppable is there's nobody who can stop it. Like you saw it when Vlad Golden was out of the game. It was just a layup line dunk show for Terrence Shannon when he was yeah. in the game. It was a lot tougher. And it, it, Edie's just so good at not fouling. Like, has, yeah. when's, when's the last time we've seen Edie in foul trouble in a game?
1: Like <laughs> uh, it's it's been it's it's been a minute.
0: It's very rare, and I think it's going to keep being rare. And um, look, I these two teams play twice this year. Uh, they play in Champaign the very final week of the season, and they're at Mackey in early January. My strong suspicion would be these teams split these two games this year why I still have Illinois a step behind Purdue is I think Illinois is more vulnerable against the rest of the conference than Purdue is. And look, Purdue's vulnerable. They just lost to Northwestern. The Illinois is a half came up in the standings right now. But um, I, I still think this Illinois team feels like a team that's like six to seven losses in conference, which is great. I, like That's a really good team. It might be a two or three seed, but Purdue to me, it's like, they're not losing more than five games this year still. Right. Like, do yeah. we really believe Illinois can play a 20 game schedule and approach that?
1: Yeah. As good as Illinois is too. Like I'm not going to be able to shake the fact that someone's going to go into state farm in mid January and pick up a win that they shouldn't. Right. Like they're uh, going to drop, they're going to drop a game versus like Rutgers at home.
0: Yeah. Which is, there's nothing to be ashamed of with yeah, that. Like, yeah. games but teams if, yeah. lose games like this, but right. Um, all right. Flip on this conversation. Everybody's made so much of a conversation about both these programs in March. Can't trust Painter teams in March. Can't trust Underwood teams in March. Which team would you rather be when it's the third week of March and the bracket comes out? I don't care about the draw. Give these teams the same exact draw. Which team do you trust more in a single elimination setting?
1: Between Illinois and Purdue?
0: Yeah. Because both, I mean, both are going to see ghosts. Like both have not been able to get over the hump.
1: I I trust Illinois. Why? I trust Terrence Shannon Jr. More than anybody on Purdue, including Edie? Yeah. In a tournament setting, yeah.
0: Mm. I'm fascinated though. by it. I'm, yeah, I'm close. just fascinated by it. I think I can buy that argument, but, like, what's – I guess why? Because, like, Edie's still the most valuable player in the country.
1: I also trust the pieces outside of Shannon more than I trust the pieces outside of outside of um, Edie. Okay, I can buy that. Like you look at this once again. I go back to this in the starting lineup. I'm on Purdue. Uh, I'm hunting Fletcher. Um, honestly, I'm I, like I'm hunting Fletcher and. I can't trust Lance Jones to not fire up 40 footers all tournament games. I look at Illinois' team, I trust their role play. Like, I trust the mask. I trust Gary A. Like, I trust those guys. Yeah. Okay. I can see. I don't, I don't, I don't trust Ty Rogers, but like, I trust, I trust Lou Goody.
0: I, I was going to say, I do trust Ty too, which is, A testament to Ty. Like I think he is taking the care of the ball as good as he can. He's a very impact defender. He's always in the right spot. Honestly, when I was watching the Florida Atlanta game, I almost texted you this, but I didn't want to kick you too much when you're down. Ty would be so critical to Michigan State right now. Just having a dude who like you don't question effort wise at all. Like I
1: I would, I would, I would love to have Ty as my starting point guard over a while.
0: Or not even point guard. Like you could put him at the four, and I know it doesn't fix the shooting at all, but you just have a dude who's like busting his ass. Like, yeah, true. It would, it would really matter. Um, okay. Last little exercise with this every player on both Purdue and Illinois is available for the picking. You're building a roster. Give me a starting five and a sixth man
1: from those two teams. Every, oh, every, every player. Okay. Um, I'll go Braden. I'm gonna go Braden, Terrence Shannon Jr., Goody, Damask, Edie. Six man. Six man. Ooh.
0: Six man Coleman. That's my team too. I'm glad you just nailed my exact
1: group of this because and i love i love that team
0: i love that team
1: and i think it speaks to why there's an argument for illinois over purdue and all and just add a little bit more spice to this i don't think you would pick this same but paints my coach of that team
0: oh i would pick paint i thought i thought you were gonna say i love i love brad underwood he owns me okay (laughs) like i can't let me make that so clear Uh, Matt Painter doesn't own me, but Matt Painter is a better X's and O's coach than Brad Underwood. So I'll stick with that right now. Okay. All right. Fun exercise. Uh, I'm so jealous of both these teams. Congrats. Both those programs. (laughs) Uh, What's your one big thing presented by Bigby today, Cart?
1: Uh, let's see my one big thing. Uh, my one big thing is that I know I'm dramatic. It's part of who I am. I think I think it's part of what makes me what makes me cart. I wouldn't be cart if I wasn't dramatic. So, like, just let me sometimes be dramatic and also realize that within my dramatics is is some truth around it. I just might put a little bit more pizzazz on it. That's my one big thing. You are a big pizzazz guy. There's nobody with
0: more pizzazz than you. I like it. Uh, <laughs> my my one big thing is that I think my program is getting off way too easy. And I get it. they're They're getting off way too easy because they're irrelevant. That's a dagger into my soul as well. Like we have to sit here just harping for hours and multiple videos on Michigan State. The discord's popping off about Michigan State. Uh, like we, even like UConn and UNC, like we're shitting on UNC more than we are Michigan. My program's getting off easy. This program's down bad. It's an unrecognizable program from where it was just five years ago. It's all Joan Howard's fault. He can't build rosters. He can't even coach. He's not even there to coach right now. He's just along for the ride. Like the little fool that he's made his entire fan base into, uh, I I'm devastated. I think Doug's probably not with the program next year. And that breaks my heart. Terrace Reed has not gotten an ounce better. Will Cheddar might be our third best player and he should be on a cattle ranch right now. I'm devastated. And I don't want people to forget how bad this Michigan team is right now. Don't let them off the hook. Don't let me off the hook. They stink.
1: Well, the thing is, this is what Michigan fans are actually are doing. And they had the luxury of doing that. They got a football team who's the number one team in the country and hasn't lost. So if I was sucking in basketball, that's who I would lean on. Unfortunately, as a Michigan State fan, I was had to put behind the fact that my coach was extremely horny and only won two, I'm sorry, what I'm sorry, three games this season. And I was looking forward to being able to lean on basketball season. Unfortunately, I'm not. So it's a tough spot to be in.
0: Hard, right, I wish my coach was horny. time to get that man out. I need an excuse. Okay. Like I, that, look at the end of the day, are we devastated? Is it horrible? What happened with Mel Tucker? Hell yeah. You know what else happened? You dodged a bullet, my friend. If I could get you Howard out of here right now, uh, let it happen. Just don't let anybody get hurt in the process, but good God, I stink. That's the show today. Everybody have a great day. Uh, bear with us while we're really antagonistic towards each other. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully with smiles on our faces.